The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, welcome to TCR. Three nobodies talking about the masterworks of the horror film genre. And we're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Dude. I'm Kendall. Hey, our cult series continues. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, this month, the month of April, uh, we are spending the whole month, and I just said month four times now in one sentence, uh, talking about uh, films about cults and uh, a little uh, limited cults. series. Cults. Uh, <laughs> called Cults of Rantinality. Uh, last week we talked about the film uh, Faults uh, to kick things off. And tonight we're talking about The Seventh Victim. Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't miss any text messages throughout the week. And I've watched... Record scratch. <laughs> Wait my guts just fell out of my butthole until I realized you were doing a bit. So, <laughs> oh, I thought this was something unrelated. My yeah, <laughs> it was like I thought she was feeling better. Um, <laughs> my whole Wait. life is a bit that I'm the only one laughing at. Uh, no, <laughs> folks, we're not. Uh, we're we're not watching the seventh victim tonight. Doug, uh, what what happened nope. with the seventh victim? Well, I'll tell you what happened with the seventh victim. I watched the seventh <laughs> victim and I misremembered it. Something fierce. Uh, though it is a good movie, it um, not a lot happens in it. So uh, I wanted some excitement. Mm. So I hit my emergency break glass thing. You thought, and uh, well, oh, you thought to yourself, the seventh victim, not enough comedy. We need something with a laugh per minute. <laughs> I wanted something lighthearted <laughs> and family friendly. A family film, if you will. It is. Yes. So oh. I decided to go with um, Hereditary. Little known flick. Yeah, under the radar. Little, this little indie film that's been floating around out there. Um, you know. That B twenty three joint. Yeah. Don't be telling people the name of my studio. B twenty eight, like a Camaro. That was stupid. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, folks. uh, Hereditary, um, which is fine by me. I love this movie. I was I was ready to go uh, with the seventh victim, but. you know, you don't have to twist my arm to get me to watch Hereditary again. Um, I love this movie. So, um, and a movie that I know that we all enjoy and hasn't found its way into the show yet. So there you go. I know when you when you said let's let's swap to Hereditary, I was like, wait, we not covered Hereditary yet. I said the exact oh, same no. thing. We haven't. I said so, the exact same. I think okay. it's just because we've talked about it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we bring it up every other episode. We need to do a proper episode. I was well, like, well, hell, here's our chance. This is it. Um, this was my first choice for cult films. I, I had like 
five or six and I narrowed it down to seventh victim because it was just, you know, out of nowhere. But um should have went with my gut. <laughs> and I did in the long run. Uh well, uh we are talking hereditary tonight. Uh if you've never seen it, um I think it's on Amazon Prime. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's in the five dollar Blu-ray bin at Walmart, yeah. and you need to get two copies because it's that good. Yeah, I own it. It's it's pretty readily available, but you should you should pick it up. Um, but uh, if you need to stream it, it is on Amazon Prime. Um, so there you go. Fun fact: uh, I received this movie for free from Loudmouth Fre- uh, Threads. Loudmouth mm-hmm. Fred is some other guy. Um, <laughs> They put in their Instagram story, they just bought Hereditary when it came out on Blu-ray, and they're like, here's the digital code. It's free. First one grabs it, grabs it, and I got it. So That's awesome. I, nice. I own this movie digitally. You had to have told us that, but I did not remember that. Was that was a, a while back when it first came out on the home uh, release. Home video. Yep. Well... Um, well, I'm excited. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, this movie is, um, not just a great movie, but just full of all sorts of little, uh, intricacies, um, that, uh, Ari Aster's other film is also full of. Guy just likes to, just everything that's in the frame. Yeah. Yeah. Beethoven Sam, what'd you say? Beethoven second. His follow-up was Beethoven second. Yeah, he traveled follow-up. back in time. That's how good a filmmaker he is. Um, you know, <laughs> he could pull it off. Everything that's in frame in these movies matters. Like he's thought about it. He's it like, and they're probably still stuff that I'm not noticing. Um, oh, for sure. Because he's just uh, he's just on a different level. But before we can even get into it, Doug, um, I'm gonna need some of them fat hereditary deets. Family deets. This here film came out June eighth, twenty eighteen. Written and directed by Ari Aster. Whoa, hang on a second. This film is only Hmm. not even three years old. No. Wow, this movie feels like it's been out a lot longer to me. Like I feel like Hereditary this, is just I remember a movie. this this came out when I moved to St. Louis. Wow. And um uh I was juggling and I was like, do I want to see this or Han Solo? And I foolishly chose Han Solo. So, um the mm. reason this movie feels it feels like it's really old to me too. It's because I've watched this is this has been because my fourth time it watching it. Fifty thousand like, times. Yeah. I don't watch a movie four times in a couple of years. It just doesn't happen. But this is so fucking good this of a movie. Is so good. Gosh, it's I just, so good. I just feel like we've been living with this movie for so long, and to find out that it's not even three years old is kind of mind blowing, honestly. Anyway, on with the fat deeds. Go on with the deed feel. With a budget of $10 million. And it brought back $80.2 million. Success. Yeah, you know, that's how that's how it goes with the horror game. 
costs a little, makes a lot, gets no appreciation, but Oh, it gets appreciation. Well, it gets appreciation from film critics. But like the Carpenter rants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the rave reviews that have been hitting the the podcast review boards. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wherever you're reading. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoever is the critic for podcasts, I don't even know where those articles are being published, but... <laughs> Twitter. What a thankless job. It's just me. Like, this one's good. You can skip it. That's my... That's my <laughs> those are my two reviews. <laughs> eh, or uh. <laughs> um, yeah, critically acclaimed. However... Um, I was scrolling their Wikipedia page and found out, and quite shockingly, that audiences polled on this, uh, on this here internet, uh, give the, uh, moving on average about a D plus rating. I can see that. It's, it's not for the, the broad fucking, you know, Justice League crowd. No, it's definitely and, not. And I'm not snubbing them because I'm I'm I look forward to the Marvel movies and shit myself, but um it, it ain't for everyday folk. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I don't see this. Fartsy. I see this as really accessible. I don't think I do this too. I so, think it's I accessible. Totally see someone not getting it. I think it's accessible. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is is that it's a bummer. And that also, like, the cult wins. It is super depressing. And I guess that's the, why I love it so much. Yeah. It's so depressing. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys are upset about. This is what life is like, right? Wait, your life doesn't suck? In your life, just like a dark... <laughs> What's that like? muted color existence. And at the end, your your mom cuts her own head off. And, and then you're just a demon king. Tail as old as time. With your sister's soul clucking around in your mouth. <laughs> Because I've seen it done better. That's all I'm saying. Wait, are you talking about Rock-A-Doodle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for this. And I was like, what is it? Some live-action Rock-A-Doodle? I don't think so. <laughs> Disney Plus done done it again. <laughs> Rock-A-Devil. All right. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, no, I get it. It's uh, And what I was going to point out was uh, this is we're two for two now. With the cult films, where the cult wins. <gasps> and I was thinking about cult films in general. And that's kind of... <laughs> a cult film is typically a pretty bleak right. experience. <laughs> it usually ends with the cult being like, we were unstoppable the whole time. All right. Well, um, you know, audiences are split on it. Critics think it's great. Um, and I think it's just a rip roaring laugh a minute thrill ride. Um, but let's get into hereditary. A fun filled family run. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. It's Hey, you know, if you missed so Easter, your yeah, if you missed Easter this year, just have them over next year and after everybody's full of ham and taters and church eggs, just sit them down and uh, <laughs> sit them down. Those, <laughs> those beloved Easter taters. Don't say taters. Say taters. 
<laughs> we're triggering uh, Kindle with the word tater. <laughs> oh, gosh. How upsetting is that? I prefer is the... front booty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, TCR respects the front butt. Um, how upsetting for you is the phrase tater tot? That's like, it's like a small tater. Oh, God. <laughs> Kindle's like not so bad, but Doug like has now been go. deeply disturbed. Mm-mm. Anyway, the point is, uh, go to church on Easter and then show your mamma uh, hereditary. Your <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, the film starts out with uh, you know text on screen. I hate this chair. Uh, obituary for one Helen. Yeah, it did say I hate this chair. Yeah, I hate this chair. Uh, one Helen Tapper Lee. Uh, this is the first time I've ever noticed the obituary. Really? It's multiple times and I've never noticed the obituary. Mm, Yeah. It's maybe I've always been getting my popcorn. I don't know. Oh, you one of those psychos that gets your popcorn? You hit play and then you're like, "All right, now let me run into no. the room for five <laughs> now, minutes." Let's get it. I don't do that. I don't. I don't know how I've missed the obituary. Hit play. Put the pizza rolls in the microwave. And wait. <laughs> you just yell it at your family. Now what's happening now? Just get in. You know, maybe the uh, that dose two fever cooked my gourd a little too much. <laughs> dose and I forgot about Did hereditary it. get him yet? <laughs> but. Dose two fever, <laughs> and they got the dose two fever. Um, by the way, uh, just by I didn't realize that there were so many uh titles to country songs uh in my notes for Hereditary, but there there's a number of them this week. Um, and as I typed them, I was like, wow, I'd say that's a running theme for the entire podcast. It is, but Hereditary was not a film I thought was going to spawn quite so many, but, uh, Dose 2 Fever, uh, kicking things off on our set list tonight. Um, all right. our boot scooting boogie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. So, uh, we see the obituary. It's for this Helen Lee person. She leaves like a big family behind whatever um it actually is super important to the movie (laughs) it's kind of the whole point um this fades into a long uh like pull out shot of the treehouse which i've seen this a number of times and i think you know this is the only time i've watched it analytically i'm usually just watching it for entertainment um but you know i don't think i've ever just thought about the fact that the treehouse is the very first thing that they show us in the whole movie. Um, yep. Just, it's like, this is where it starts. it's rather important. Yeah, this They're is where it starts. This is where it ends. Um, just incredible. Uh, then we pan over slowly through uh, the workshop. Uh, Annie, uh, it's her mom who's died. Her mom is this Helen, who we've just read about. Um, played uh, um, incredibly by uh uh just blanking on her name all of a sudden oh my gosh um tony collette tony collette thank you oh my gosh um who's let me, one- let me first right 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 yep. from the start yep. let's start how she didn't win every fucking acting award that in existence for this movie alone 
shows you that it's all rigged and it's all fucking horse shit. She no, is, this movie by itself proves that she is the best actor working today. Dude, we covered this. And I at the dare top anyone of the show. to argue that with me. Horror movies are not movies, Doug. They make money, but they're not real. I, I noted comments about her amazing performance so many times that I just stopped noting it. Yeah, she's a incredible, flawless. In a in a um in a movie where everything is just so calculated and so perfectly um you know so perfectly done, uh, she still stands out. She stands out in a movie this good. This isn't like some kind of okay movie that she happened into. This is a great movie. And she is still like blowing everybody else out of the water in every frame that she like. Which says something because everyone else in this movie is just is fucking firing on all cylinders as well. Yeah, she's a powerhouse, dude. I I love Toni Collette anyway. Um, This performance is is up there. She's she's crushing it. Um, so we slow pan through, uh, her workshop where she builds miniature models. It's just what she does. That's her art. Apparently there's money in that. Um, and, uh, it settles in on a model of the family home and then the slow zoom in, uh, into Peter's bedroom this, I mean, right away, the movie starts with this shot, which I'm just like, I don't even know how they did this. Like, I'm not exactly sure where the model stops being and that yeah. set becomes. It's so smooth, the transition. Um, I don't know if it's some sort of visual effect where they put, I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but it's great. Um, oh, also, real quick. The cinematography in this movie is some of the most beautiful I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, it's it's really, really great. I mean, who's the cinematographer? Probably should have uh, it. I had that I had that marked and forgot to save it up on my phone. Hang on. Well, I'll talk about the models a little bit while you're looking him up. Uh the use of the models in the film is really I well. I cannot done. say this gentleman's name. Gotcha. P A W E L P O G O R Z E L S K I. Powell? And if you guys can send us a recording of you saying it correctly, you'll win our respect. Um, His name is not highlighted, which is a fucking crime. So, I mean, if I uh, deep dove into it, I'd probably find more shit, but I'm not going to do that right now. That's fine. Uh, No, I mean, this is a beautiful film, and and the way he shot it is, uh, is incredible. Um, all right. Uh, Peter's dad, Steve, waking him up, handing him a suit. They're going to the funeral. I'm assuming the funeral for, uh, I'm not assuming it is the funeral for Annie's mother, Helen. I'm a no one. Yeah, I'm a no one. Uh, he also has to go out to the treehouse because that's where uh, their other child, Charlie, uh, sleeps, even though he kind of. Uh, gets onto her for sleeping out there because it's too cold. Um, Annie's already in the car, so I don't know how late they're running for this funeral. That Annie's in the car ready to go, <laughs> and the kids are not even awake yet. She is. She probably could have hung out in the house for a minute. 
Well, it is her mother. That's tra- true. Traumatic. That's true. Um, and so that leads us right into the... Uh, oh, the dog's awake. Uh, that leads us right into the funeral scene. Um, so there's a lot going on uh, in this scene. Annie's giving her eulogy um, where she talks about and her mother. So, like, Go ahead. Sorry, just sorry, like even the acting here where it's like it purposely sounds like she's reading from mm-hmm. her notes. I, just, I love it. It's yeah. so perfect. It's very natural. She's a very natural mm-hmm. actor. Um. Yeah, uh, you know, she's there's even some like my mom had private friends and private rituals, and then uh, she says, even talking about her now feels like a betrayal. She was very private. Um, yeah, she basically just says that that they weren't close, so and she loves her mom and she's gonna miss her, but she didn't really know her, yeah, sadly. Um, and, uh, there's just a lot of other stuff going on here. Uh, we see Charlie, she likes to doodle and she likes to make that rock doodle sound. <laughs> She's a rock doodle. Oh my God. I didn't even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I Two love it. Together. I, oh man. This, you know, there's just some sort of divine intervention when this show happens. Um, yeah. She's she likes to draw disturbing images. Yeah, she draws mm-hmm. people, but they 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 don't look right, <laughs> and uh, and that tongue clicking thing is upsetting. And also, this child is, um, I mean, I just remember seeing the trailer, and I was just like, that's one of them something's wrong with that kid movies, because <laughs> um, that kid is scary. <laughs> Yeah, and she plays that very well. Yeah, very uh, unsettling screen presence. Um, I believe this was the, that kid. I think this was her first feature film. That's tough, too. Are you ever not that kid from Hereditary after this? She's been in a couple other things. I can't remember it, but yeah. I remember seeing uh, stuff advertised, and I was like, oh, that's Charlie. I think I remember seeing her in something else, and I was just like, Mm-mm, "That's that's Rockadoodle." If I've ever seen <laughs> one. Hey, there's Rockadoodle. Hey. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. Uh, okay, so then um, there's also the um, scene between um, Annie and Charlie back at the house. Uh, where they're talking about, you know, she said, you know, you were grandma's favorite. Um, Charlie mentions here, she wanted me to be a boy. Um, there's also the line here, she always had to feed you. She, like, I, she would never let me feed you. She wanted you all the time. Um, weird. Yeah, weird. And there's this, like, there's doesn't this seem that it plays into it later. Yeah, it doesn't seem Sorry, that weird until you get the recreation of it in miniature form, and you're like, hmm, I was thinking Gerber. I didn't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I hope you don't mind me talking about this, Caleb. I don't think you talked about it while we were recording, but there's this tender moment here that reminded me of a conversation you said you recently had with your son, mm-hmm. um, where like Charlie like realizes what what death is and like mm-hmm. what that means for her there's just this very pure like tender thing where she's like well what does that mean for me yes I, exactly i love that moment 
It's very good. Um, oh, and uh, before that, they also established uh, pretty clearly Charlie's nut allergy at the uh, at the funeral. That was did they? I missed that then. She was eating her chocolate bar, and okay. Steve asked her, that doesn't have nuts in it, does it? Uh, and okay. Annie mentioned, make sure it doesn't have nuts. We don't have her EpiPen. Got it. Okay. Missed that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that also comes into play later. Um, all right. Annie's kind of looking through, um, her mom's boxes, just kind of like glancing through some stuff, not really paying attention. She might've just, I mean, maybe flipped three or four more pages and we could have avoided a lot of trouble here. Um, but she finds this note, um, that her mom wrote to her and basically, what it boiled down to was uh, telling her not to despair about her losses. Um, you know, that her sacrifices are worth, um, you know, are going to be worth for the greater good or whatever. I don't remember the exact wording. And, you know, it seems like this nice note that her mom left, but really she's just letting her, I mean, it's literally a note about like, Hey, this is going to get fucked up. (laughs) If you just, if you flip to page two, you'll see, but, um, (laughs) yeah, Um, she gets like kind of, and they have a, and she explains it here in a little while, but they have a tumultuous relationship. So, um, she also sees, uh, her mother like standing in the dark in like the corner of the room, which is pretty freaky. Um, and when she turns the light on, of course, um, there, there was nothing Mm -hmm. there. Right. When she turns the light off. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, and this is oh, and this is where she this is where we see the miniature of the breastfeeding. And you're just like there's a lady breastfeeding and then there's like another lady with her breasts out also, and then you think about that conversation that Annie had with Charlie and you're like, "Huh. Hmm. So that's what it's like in their <laughs> <Weird>. family." <laughs> um all Ma- right. Mama wet nurse, that's track too. Mama Wetner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> no! That's um, my southern rock band. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the name of the band, Mama Wetners. <laughs> um. <laughs> ew. Um. All right. Well, <laughs> folks. You know, my wife breastfeeds. That's not the problem here. The problem is her mom coming over and breastfeeding our children. That would be upsetting to me. Uh, <laughs> the next uh, scene, we have uh, the kids um, The kids in school. We have uh, Charlie, you know, making an action figure out of a fucking foot powder bottle and some coat hangers. And uh, she's an artist you know, uh, as established. Um, and she, uh, she kind of gets admonished for this. And then, um, uh, a bird flies into the, uh, the classroom window, which seems to startle everybody, but, but Charlie, and by the way, the bird just doesn't bump into it. It like fucking smashes into it and dies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then we cut to, um, (laughs) <laughs> we cut to uh, Peter in his classroom, 
And what I what is a perfect capture on film of him removing his thumb from his mouth and this long string of spit like still being attached to it. It's more disturbing than most of the things in the movie. It's gross. <laughs> it was so, so there it was are... so good. It's just like yeah, and it's like ugh, gross me out. Um, just, I, this is the first time I've noticed this, but they are just really set apart from everybody else in the school. They are, they're like really greasy and nasty. Like they look dirty mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, they're, I mean, like you said, like admonished both of them respectively for whatever, but they yeah. just, they don't look like they belong. No, they don't the look. Yeah, they don't look. Well, that just also reflects all. on all the fucking hard times their family is going through, True. has gone through, and will go through. Mm. True. Yeah. Like, oh, it's those kids, you know, the ones whose grandma died, and then the sister died, and then the boy got demon possessed, and then their mama got something going on. I don't know. Man, he didn't wash his hair for three months. <laughs> he didn't. Um. <laughs> All right. Well. Damn, Demon Boy, get you some Pert Plus. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I think it's the paint thinner. I think that's hard to wash out. That's probably what's still going on. It it ain't that hard to wash out. He just didn't try. Oh, that's very true. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. Then outside, Charlie's just like I mean, just smashing that fucking chocolate bar. And um, and cutting a bird's head off with a pair of scissors. I mean, does a bird's head cut right off like it's cardboard like that? That was incredible. Yeah, that was some sharp ass scissors. Well, it may um, have already severed the hey, whatever when it's bird's bones are hollow and very breakable. That's true. That's true, Doug. That's right. That's a bird fact. Uh oh. Do 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 do. I got facts. bird facts. <laughs> I got bird facts. <laughs> um, she's also being watched by some creepy stranger lady who does some weird little finger wave. I'll be waving uh, it. There's a lot of watching going on. Yeah. A whole lot of watching going on. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, back at the house, Annie is, ob- observes that uh, someone has been in her mother's room, like the bed has been moved. And uh, so she has Steve lock it with a key. Um, at the same time, he gets a phone call from the cemetery about some sort of grave desecration that uh, he just mm-hmm. keeps. He just keeps that to to himself. Doesn't burden the rest of the family with it. Um. Okay. So the next scene I have is the grief like counseling group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, Annie goes to one of these groups, you know, where you sit and you can just kind of like share your stories with others. Um, and she kind of doesn't want to at first. Uh, but when she finally does, everyone else in the room was just like, holy fucking shit. Dude. <laughs> like yeah. my, my dog family got is... hit by a car. <laughs> like that's why I'm here. So um, she's just got like this long family history of mental illness, like very rent. Yeah. Bad. Yes. Family rent. Um, yeah. And so pay her, attention to what she says because it's all important. Yeah. Uh, her mother had dementia. 
and her father, um, I forget what she said he had, but he uh, starved himself to death. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she had a brother who had schizophrenia and hanged himself. And then the suicide note accused, like blamed his mother for it, accusing her of trying to put people inside him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she moved in with them. Uh, them being Annie and her family. Um, and, uh, so she wasn't allowed to be in Peter's life at all before because she and Annie had had that falling out. Um, but she wanted her to be closer with Charlie. And then she said that she got her hooks in Charlie and she just, Charlie was hers like ever since then. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a four minute monologue of just like fucked up shit at one point, And I don't even remember the line of dialogue, but at one point somebody else in the group is like, so I don't remember what he says, but only one person interacts with her and he's like, so what happened then? You know, like it just was, yeah, everyone there was just like, fuck. Well, the, the scene ends on the camera panning to the entire crowd and they're all like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I always think about I always think about office space whenever Peter's telling that psychiatrist he's like every day you see me you see me on the worst day of my life and the psychiatrist goes man that's messed up <laughs> <laughs> all right um uh, the grief group. And this was the first spot where I noted, my God, Tony Collette rules. Yeah, she's and just over and over and over and over again. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, this whole scene where she's like, I don't really want to talk about it. And then she kind of starts to talk about it. And then she like really is like getting into it. And um, yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, that's why I made that. Uh, Tony Collette disclaimer up front so we're not just gushing over how amazing she is for two <laughs> hours in this podcast in this scene Tony Collette is amazing and in the next scene guess what amazing um alright so we see um we see Peter in his bedroom uh smoking that that devil's grass, that wacky tobacco. Um, mm-hmm. and he gets a, he gets a text message about like a big party. Um, and so he's like blowing smoke out his window. This is the first time I've ever noticed, um, that there's like steam coming off somebody's breath outside his window, like watching him. It's just a little yep. detail I've, I've never seen before. Uh, I was just thought that was awesome. Dude. Spoiler, if you watch this movie, and if you watch it multiple times, and you know what's going on, watch the background, because there's all kinds of shit you're missing. Yeah, tons of stuff. Um, Oh, this is where um, Charlie sees the weird flashes of light um, in her bedroom. A lot of light refracting in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it's got that Satan flat laser pointer that's going around. <laughs> it's like a Pink Floyd concert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Devil Prisms. Yeah. <laughs> Devil Prisms. That's my other band. <laughs> um, she follows it outside, um, and she's just carrying around that bird head, so just totally, totally normal. Um, and she, uh, she follows it like out away from the house, past the tree house, and she kind of sees a woman sitting in like a. She's now she's not standing outside the fire. She's sitting within the circle of fire. With standing within the fire. Yes, within the fire. Um, and that's when uh, that's when Annie shows up, finds her. She's like, "What are you, an idiot, she coming outside without shoes on?" She realized that that was her grandmother. Yes. And, and she I says, "I want to love I this wanna... shot." There's this. There's this shot where they shoot above her, and it's looking down at Charlie standing there in uh-huh. awe. And you just see the grass, and there's this mud trail, and there's all these fucking footprints. Ooh, I didn't see that in it. Where all these people had drugged that dead body down there to set it on fire. Mm, I didn't. I didn't see that. Oh, guess, so good. Guess I gotta watch again. Um, All right, y'all. We'll be back next week. Yeah, Let's watch it again. <laughs> part one. <laughs> that was part one. Um, yeah. So uh, she um, she um, Annie catches her, drags her back to the house, is getting on to her, and she tells her like, "Hey, you're going to this party with your brother. Like, you got to get out of the house. You got to." talk to some other kids like you just you gotta go and she doesn't want to but um and so this and of all the things that are really like hard for me to watch like this party scene is like really tough um just as like an awkward kid with like social anxiety to have my like safety net person like abandon me at a party full of strangers would have been fucking terrifying. Yep. Same. So, um, Oh man. Also before they even get there, see, this is something I didn't realize either. Um, I didn't realize that they foreshadowed the light pole, like on the way to the party. That's the first time I noticed it too. Yep. Also, it had the weird carvings in it, like the symbols were carved into it. So I'm just yeah, like, again, that symbol is everywhere in this movie. Yeah, you just gotta look for it. It's when all they're not lo- when they're not showing it to you, right up, fucking front and center, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, crazy. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I just don't remember like you know, seeing the light pole on the way to the pro. Well, of course, the first time you watch it, you wouldn't think anything about it. Um, and then, uh, and then even after multiple viewings, it's not something I noticed until today. Did you just see like a boogin in my room? No. The way you were like looking at the screen, just <laughs> think you saw something behind me. Oh it's no. Good. I was just, I was just thinking when I think I often look perplexed and afraid, I'm like, am I going to have another thought? Oh, I, okay. I did. Good. I still got that Ouija board around here, so mm. who, who knows? Boogans afoot. Um. All right. Well, they get to the party, um, and uh, Peter's laying down some sick game too. He's like, "Hey, how's the party?" <laughs> and the chick's like, "Pretty good." <laughs> 
You're just chopping 12 pounds of pecans in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, I've got really typical good- high school party behavior. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I've got really good weed. Hang on. Let me feed my sister some of this poison cake. So she's out of the way. Um, so he's trying to ditch his sister and he's like, Hey, just go get some of that chocolate cake so he can go upstairs and like get high with these, these other kids. Um, right. Did you make fun of his sister? Yeah. They're yeah. Jerks. Yeah. Which, you know, he's stupid like, high school kids doing stupid high school stuff. Yeah. It's bullshit. But also he like, doesn't really take kindly to it. He's like, yeah, that's, that's Charlie. That's kind of, it's kind of her deal. It's my family. Um, uh, obviously having a, 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 an allergic reaction to the cake. Um, she can't breathe. Um, she comes in there. Cause to there's tell fucking her. nut dust all in the air after they fucking <laughs> had that chopping party. Nut dust. They got all on the cake. <laughs> Damn. This is going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to a party if there's not a at least a thin cloud of nut dust in the air. How many inches of nut dust is on that counter? You call me when it's two. Nut dust. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um. All right. Well, um, she tells Peter that. Um, she can't breathe, feels like her throat is swelling. And so he picks her up, runs her out of there, puts her in the car. He just took a fat bone rip. Yeah, man. He's fucking. I thought you were going to say dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, look, I'll take you. (laughs) I'll take you to the hospital. But I got, I got shit. There's nut dust everywhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why the two were related, but they were. <laughs> and he fucking he he tears ass out of there. Um. Okay. And so I mean, this is like the big this is like the big scene of the movie. One of them. Um, <laughs> one of. Yeah, there's so many. But this is the one. She can't breathe. She rolls down the window. She's trying to like get some fresh air um peter has to swerve to avoid some sort of animal carcass in the road um and then it was a dead deer a dead deer and then just the thud and the decapitation and um peter like stopping the car and then just looking in the rearview mirror but not looking but knowing and just having a complete like mental breakdown in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, as bright as Tony Collette shines in this movie, this kid is really good. Um, yeah, he really is. Like he he does some big like freaking out acting later, but like he does lots of little subtle stuff in this movie. Um, he does a lot with doing nothing. Yeah, I mean that scene where he just can't look in the back of the car and but he knows what happened but he just can't yep. even exist in reality like i don't even know how you portray that but he did it and um and he like he can't say words he mm-mm. just he's like makes sounds to himself to like psych himself yeah. up to, to like <laughs> okay 
Like that's that's all you hear. Yeah. yeah, and then just he just and this part's fucking wild, dude. He just goes home and just leaves the body in the car and just goes to bed and just lays there uh until uh Annie finds the body the next morning, which is Well, real quick, um the uh decapitation itself um yes. it's lit in such a way where you see everything and nothing happen yep. all at the same time. Like it's hyper realistic, but you can't see what's going on. It's just, I, it's nice one of those, work. it's one of those, like, like you see and hear everything. Yeah. But you don't see a lot of it, but it's not, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like a fucking saw movie where you watch somebody like rip a head off, you know? Or a fucking hatchet yeah, you know movie. that when you watch it like that, you know it's fake, and those are effects. This looked fucking real, yeah, because it, of how it was lit. It it happens on screen, but it still shows you just not enough to like, you know, to break that reality. It's it's really fucking well done. Yeah, it's it's lit and it's timed where it is so fucking shocking. And I've seen this movie probably ten times, and every time I'm just like, "Fuck!" Yeah, it's brutal. So it's, I remember it's the first time, watch. I, first time I saw this, like the trailer, all you see is Charlie and this girl like clicking her tongue every two seconds. Yeah, you, and like, like she's the she's whole just movie. Gone? Yes, she's gone. Yeah, you're just now getting to know her. She's passed and away, she's dog. And something else, something else I noticed. Uh, well, I mean, not right here, but a little bit later after it was like a theme that I noticed. Um, almost every unsettling sound, like noise in this movie, is that thud. It's, it's everything is a thud. Mm, yep. Yeah. And I noticed it so much. Um, yeah. Well, thuds get and clicks. Yeah. Thuds and clicks. That's, that's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Annie. Um. And he finds the body, obviously. All we do is hear the screams. And then the screams cut to just uh, daylight. And uh, uh, Charlie's decapitated head just on the side of the road. with On the just, fucking highway. Yeah. Just covered in ants. Covered in ants. It's That's a gnarly fucking fake head. Again, the, the head is facing such a direction where you can't see everything but you know it's fucked up her jaw is like crushed and off to the side a little bit her eyes are wide open tongues hanging out yeah it's a that's a that's a gnarly decapitated head and to hear tony collette wail Mm. You cannot not Girl. have a reaction to that. I tear up every time at this part. Every, every single time. time. Um, likewise, every time. Like I said, I've said, I've seen this probably nine or ten times, and every time I have to pause it to gather myself because I'm fucking crying. I mean, every it time. Is... Oh, I don't know. It's it's haunting. That 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 whole sequence is of rough things in the so natural you buy that she's a mother that just lost a kid in a super tragic way in the most in the most terrifying way ever um 
Yeah, so I don't know how much time passes here. Um, a couple of months, maybe. They're not really, they don't really say. Um, Weeks or months, something like that. Yeah, Annie's sleeping out in the treehouse. First of all, there's like a red light shining in the treehouse, which you're like, what the fuck? But then it's just it's a space. Which is a really good shot. They show Peter sleeping. He's not really asleep. He's just mm. staring out his window because he's having a hard time living with his guilt. Of course. And then that, that red light comes on in the treehouse, which is right outside his window. And, and shines. That, that shot of it reflecting out of his eyeballs yes. while he's just laying there. Like that light is just like intensifying his guilt. Yeah. I wrote that down Beautiful too. Shot. I wrote the light in the eyeballs down too. I love it. Um, and this is like right around here is like we see the first of some etched writing on the walls. Yeah. That, I wrote that I, down. I looked into this a little bit and it's all like, um, um, supernatural like demon shit but right here it's, it's also Zaza. like words it's also like words from like incan incantations they all you say them all together it will it's for the rituals and shit gotcha yeah i was curious about the words i wasn't sure who's putting them there but i mean there's fucking naked satanists running all over the place so um <laughs> uh they, I'll just a spoiler. They they've never been alone in that house. Yeah, one time. It's so that they and, don't know it. Yeah, as you know, home invasion and the idea that somebody could just be moving around my house that secretly, um, is is quite upsetting. Um, just got a very uneasy feeling. <laughs> yeah, and also just always naked. <laughs> just, just also, also I don't balls everywhere. The more you watch this. The more you watch this flick, the more shit you pick up on. Like when they come back from the funeral and they're talking by the front door, you hear footsteps and shit. They're very faint. You hear footsteps and you hear the sound of someone or something being dragged. You have to listen like really hard. And my hearing is horse shit, but like I watched it with headphones on so I can hear like you have to hear it's subtle, but it's there. I'm gonna watch it. And like when the when there's other scenes you can hear like light commotion going on or again more footsteps. There there's all kinds of shit like that in this movie. I'm gonna watch next time I watch it, I'm gonna watch on my laptop with my headphones. Um please do. Because I would like to treat I would it's like a frightening treat. <laughs> a frightening treat. Uh, by the way, I, I know Kendall's going to say something, but I would feel remiss if uh, I didn't finish my thought on the naked Satanist running around the house and just making a call back to nut dust. <laughs> oh, yes, they call him the Satan. <laughs> um, all right, Kendall, what were you going to say? No, I was I was gonna say that I did hear when they came in, uh, when they were standing in the doorway after the funeral, um, what sounded like some weird, out of place drones. But yeah, that would have just been no, like, that, like sound that like walking. Someone being drugged because, you know, spoiler, grandma's body. Mm. I need to I need to watch this again. Or Charlie's rather, sorry. Um, all right. Um, where were we? Oh, um, 
Peter being in class, this is one of my favorite shots in the movie, and it's like, or one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and it's like five seconds long, but Peter being in class, and then like looking up and seeing the rear view mirror like in the classroom, I I loved that. It's just like a perfect visual representation for like, for what's going on in his mind, but I just thought it looked really cool. So something I noticed right here, um, and to speak candidly as someone with panic disorder who has mm. panic attacks, um, I just put two and two together this time watching this movie, but um, the next scene is, is Peter like smoking weed with his friends under the bleachers. And, um, mm. you know, right before the shit happened with Charlie, he had just like smoked a ton and then yeah. all the shit went down and then he smokes with his friends and is immediately triggered into this like phantom allergic reaction like Charlie had, yep. which is probably just a panic attack. Definitely. And it's just like these triggers. And I wouldn't necessarily call that a trigger. Um, you could take it that way, but I think that is the um, first steps of him becoming possessed. Mm. Like the rituals already begun. So we have we haven't gotten to the reveal yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie before, um, he gets a big we face. We spoil full every of movie we dust. talk about. Yeah. It. You should all know that by now. Um. All right. Well. Uh. Also, Peter. Uh. Peter's not driving cars so much anymore. He's doing a lot of bike riding after the accident. He's <laughs> rocking that huffy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this this scene was crazy. Just uh, he rides his bike home, and then um, he has to like collect himself before he goes inside. Um, but that whole time that he's like psyching himself up to go in his own house, like Annie is sitting in the car, like watching him from the car, staring at him. Yeah. Um, and then once he goes in, she she leaves. Uh, and she's going, she drives back to her, like, grief, um, group, um, but then she's just, like, decides not to go in, and then, uh, gets flagged down by some fucking crazy lady in the parking lot, um, you know. And I didn't notice, well, I, I did this time, because I was looking for her, but this woman, she was there at the first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I never noticed her until this time. Yeah, uh, these people are just, like, involved in, like, every aspect of their lives, I'm assuming. Um, they're yep. everywhere. Um, they're everywhere. Yeah, I, I wrote that somewhere I I in my notes. It, it's, <laughs> it's somewhere in my notes. Um, all right, so she, uh, this lady stops her. Her name's Joan. She's like, are you leaving, um, you know... And then she tells her like a really sad story about who she lost, her son and her grandson both drowned. Um, you know, she gives Annie her number. She's like, if you need anybody to talk to, please call me. Um, and and so Annie takes her phone number and uh, and then he leaves, or she leaves. Excuse me. Um, she ends up calling that Joan lady and then going to her house. Um, and Joan has a welcome mat just like the one that Annie's mom used to make for people. 
um, she takes a, uh, she takes a pill, I'm guessing for anxiety or stress or something. I don't know. But like, even Joan is like eyeballing her whenever she's like taking that medicine, which, um, mm-hmm. I never noticed before. Um, and then, you know, uh, Annie spits something weird out, like some, something weird that was in her tea. I'm guessing some sort of devil ingredient. Devil herb. Devil, yeah, devil yeah. herb. Devil herb. <laughs> um, she tells the story about sleepwalking, uh, into Peter's room and like waking up and they're covered in uh, paint thinner and paint she's thinner. just lit a match and that's what wakes her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pretty intense story. Yeah. Um, let's see. The next, I love, it's like a little aside, but Annie, uh, re- like she's recreating oh, that's the That's my next scene. note. Ugh, yeah. And just, just acting like everything's fine. She's fine now. It's totally fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. And Steve is like. Super fucked up. Yeah. Steve is like, why do you think. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah, Steve's like, how do you think Peter's going to take this? She's like, this is not about him. I wrote it. She said, it's a neutral view of the accident. Yeah. Like. Neutral view. <laughs> what's your fucking problem? I mean, it, it is, but. <laughs> that makes it okay. Yeah, but she can't, have a neut- she can't have a neutral view of it. Um, and then the dinner scene, which is uh, tense. This is a tense <laughs> Uh, oh yeah so uh, Steve has cooked the food because Annie is living in the treehouse and recreating their children's deaths and whatnot. Um, so Steve's cooked the meal and then you know fucking Peter's like this is really good dad and then you know Tony Collette says a lot by saying absolutely nothing and then uh and then they have that interaction, uh, you know, where she just goes fucking crazy on Peter. Uh, something about like, you know, n- not uh, what? Take accountability. Yeah, and not this, taking this could maybe be okay. And having that fucking face on his face, which is a great. That is line. my favorite, favorite yeah. line in this whole movie. That fucking face on your face well i mean you know this is a really heightened moment but i get mad at my kid all the time and i can't come up with what i want to say to him in a moment. so i say all kinds of shit that doesn't make any sense because i'm so flustered yeah i've said some crazy shit to my kid before because he just got me so mad have y'all seen the meme that's like it's always W-I-D and not, and it's just a wall of just the an acronym for every word she says in this scene. You know, it's like, it's the, it's always what you're doing and never da 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 whatever. No. I gotta I find it. It's yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> um, it's great. Yeah, so this gets intense, and then, you know, she's basically telling Peter, you know, 
I could forgive you if you could take accountability for what happened, but you can't, so I can't forgive you. And then Peter points out, like, hey, she didn't even want to go to that party. Who made her go? And that's when Steve's like, whoa, okay, all right. <laughs> that's, that is quite She enough. gives him that fucking Homer fucking, why you little yeah thing and then steve's all like hey now hey um come on let's let's everybody calm down open the windows let's clear some of this nut dust out of here and just everybody take a take a five um really really utter look of disgust on her face when he says that yeah (sighs) yeah um so the next scene is uh, Annie leaving the grocery store and Joan just so happens, air quotes, uh, to be at that same store. The art store, supply store. The art supply store. And uh, Joan just so happens to be there and she sees Annie. And uh, boy, Joan's a bit much in this scene. Um, she's just hopping across the fucking parking lot and uh, she's just hugging Annie too much and she's like, I, well, she's got to sell it just yeah, for Annie. She does. She's like, I met a medium and I had a seance at my house and uh, I talked to my dead grandson and, you know, fucking Tony Collette's like, man, what the fuck ever? <laughs> like, you're fucking nuts. Poor shit. Yeah, I knew, it. I knew it when I <laughs> met you, but now I know it for sure. Um, and she's like, oh, Annie, please just come to my house. I'll show you, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Annie goes, now I wrote right here, kids, if your new friends ask you to come over to conjure spirits, you're going to want to go ahead and get the heck out of there. Those are not oh, your no, friends. Do it and have fun. <laughs> your, your real friends. Yo, <laughs> no, your real friends. Like I got a jar of nut dust and a spirit conjuring <laughs> board. Let's see where the night takes us. Let's take a couple of hits of nut dust and call <laughs> Satan. What do you say? Hell yeah, brother. I'll bring those Bob Seger albums. <laughs> We're going to let the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to summon Satan at night. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, <laughs> I hate Joan, by the way. <laughs> she gets on my nerves in this scene. Um, <laughs> so, she's like... The medium, she gave me this candle, this magic candle, and uh, she gave me this page of, uh, you know, wicked incantations. So just, you can read it on your own. You don't need, you don't need the fucking medium to do it. And uh, so she summons, uh, they're, they're using this glass, like a drinking glass, and they each have their hand on it. And so they're, you know, con- you've, you've seen how a Ouija board works. Kindle has one. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all know. Y'all they're, know. They're conjuring the spirit, and she's like, you know, just move the glass. Uh, and the glass moves, and, you know, fucking Tony Collette freaks out. Um, I love that she's, like, looking all around, and then she looks under the table and mm-hmm. all that. And there's nothing yeah. she can find. And then there's that gust of wind that, like, hits her in the face. Yeah. Um. And she immediately breaks down. Like, she's immediately convinced that this is legitimate. Which, you know, I guess it's hard not to be. Um, but uh, this is where 
I don't know, maybe if the kid's name hadn't been Louie, but with Jones just yelling, Louie! I was like, lady, turn it down. She's <laughs> <laughs> chill out. Um, yeah, the name Louie, I think, was just really upsetting me in the moment for some reason. <laughs> Who knows why my brain's broken the way that it is. Um, so uh, she gives, um, you know, Annie's like, I gotta get, I gotta get the fuck out of here. This is too heavy. And she's like, well, take this candle and uh here's I got, i've made a copy of the you know the evil incantation and uh just do it make sure everyone in you is in your house when you take do your it. beach sands candle and here's <laughs> I, I photoshop photocopied some necronomicon page just take this yeah. <laughs> fresh linen like just light it <laughs> um so she does she hears the tongue clicking noise in her car like on the way back on the way back home yeah oh yeah Mm-mm. um all right so uh she wakes up there's ants in the bedroom ants like pouring out of the window or into the window um they lead down the hall to peter and peter's covered with them um this is like a nightmare scene uh mm-hmm and then it turns out that she was just sleepwalking. And that's where uh, Peter wakes up and they have the conversation um, where she utters the line, I never wanted to be your mother. And then she immediately is like disgusted oh, with herself man. for saying it. Like, recoils and just like instant Ugh. recoil. Yeah. Oof. Never wanted to be your mother. <gasps> yeah, she's so good. Um, and Peter is so upset and it's, oh, it's so natural. Again, he is so good. Like he's like he's in this scene with her and like and he's holding his own and she's given like performance of a lifetime. Um but he's really really great. Um and then that that scene like I I've, I've seen this a few times and I always kind of forget this layer to it where like suddenly they're all very moist and I'm like why are they wet and then like the fire sparks I'm like oh shit yeah this part's a dream too. Um, and they're covered in, in the paint thinner in this scene. Uh, and then she wakes up, you know, blah, fucking inception happened. Oh, I thought you were doing Jimmy. I tried to get it to pony. Mom, why are you dripping wet? <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> Oh no. Um, all right. Well, now she wakes up. She wakes Peter up. She's apologizing to him. She's telling him how much she loves him and how sorry she is. And she has something she wants to share with him. And this is like the first <laughs> note that I took. <laughs> this sounds like a country song. It's the middle of the night, Satan dabbling. Uh, <laughs> ain't no good ever come from it, y'all. <laughs> Just don't. Don't dabble. Um, she wakes Steve up, and by the way, I don't know how much time has passed in this in this world, but Steve is fucking done with this. <laughs> like Steve's had enough. Oh man, he is he is checked out. Yeah. Have, hey, did you all notice too that his hair it turns a uh, like it gets grayer and whiter throughout the film? 
because he's so stressed the fuck out. I didn't notice, but it's not shocking. You know, I at the beginning of this, I remember thinking, but like, man, Steve's a real cold fish. But then I got to remember, like, you think about Tony Collette's speech and like that grief group, and it's just like, man, he married into like the most fucked up family. And he's also a therapist, so mm-hmm. he's always standing back and analyzing everything. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, and she's lying to him. She's telling him she's going to the movies every week. Yeah, that's true. And he thinks that she's just going to the movies, not getting any help. Yeah. Um. Well, she announces that she's a medium. Uh, and even that moment, she's so great. I know <laughs> her performance is derailing this show so much. But like, even when she's like, "I'm a medium," and then she's like, "Like, I know it's crazy." Like, you know, it's just, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she fucking believes it like she's like saying it like it's the craziest thing she's ever said but in that character believes that so much um and uh she's like she wants to like do this same like seance ritual that um you know to 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 contact charlie um Let's see. Okay, so they do it. Um, you know, the glass moves. Uh, you know, fucking. Steve is a doubter. Big doubter, though. Do what? Steve is oh, yeah. still in doubt. He's, He's just like, all right, I'm fucking, I, I got to take a shit and go back to bed. Like, this is too much. Um, But even <laughs> as they're doing the. <laughs> even as they're doing. <laughs> Even as they're doing like the ritual, <laughs> I would have bought it if they fucking said it. Because everyone in this movie is so goddamn good. Steve could have just went, "Fuck you! I gotta take a shit and go to bed." Um, even as like they're starting the ritual, like you know something is wrong with Peter. Like he's like he's hearing stuff and he's like looking over his shoulders and um, you know he's not poor Peter. Um. Uh, and then I wrote here. There's another like. There's another shot of more words written on the wallpaper. Um, which we've already. Mm-hmm. We've already referenced. We see that a bunch of times throughout the the film. Um. Now Peter is seeing the light refracting. Um. Because his yep. mama done let the devil in him, and. Uh, and then he's like, his reflection is like smiling back to him in that classroom scene. Um, and it's not even like a sinister, like scary grin. It's kind of like a, but it's like really unsettling. Like that. Yeah. It's just, oh. yeah, it's creepy. I mean, it looks like he's letting out a silent fart and he's just loving it too much. Like that's what that smile was. <laughs> too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil, get it. <laughs> um, all right. Um, the next note I have is Annie destroying her miniatures. Um, just having like a full on like breakdown. Yeah. And just destroying everything. Go ahead um, and give it to me. Do what? Mm-hmm. I was quoting Tom Petty. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, there's also the Peter's bedroom scene where he sees Charlie in the corner and 
her fucking head rolls off her body and just like it's just yeah. like a soccer ball or whatever it was. It's that fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And then uh, hands are like grabbing his head like from behind his headboard. Trying um, to pull it off. Yes. <clears throat> but then Annie is like suddenly in his bedroom and uh, he thinks it was her. I mean, why wouldn't he? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Annie's like flipping through the sketchbook and it's all these like fucked up sketches of Peter and she's just worried about him. So uh, she throws the sketchbook in the fireplace and then, but she herself comes aflame um, and she can't put the fire out until she pulls the sketchbook out of the fireplace and, and puts that fire out. So there's some sort of devil connect to it yeah there's some sort of devil voodoo tying her to that sketchbook um she immediately goes to joan's house and she's like banging on joan's door but joan doesn't answer but joan's house is full of creepy satan shit now um and there's even like a photo of peter on the desk inside this like triangle that they've carved which i guess is their their demonic symbol yeah it's like one of their ritual symbols yeah just a just your average uh triangle yeah isosceles you know i mean i used to draw those all the time <laughs> didn't realize a I was more obtuse wasn't it didn't i re- didn't realize i was a uh servant of payment aren't we all yeah um well, Annie's putting the pieces together. She is. She looks at the, she looks at that, that doormat again, and then she goes home and decides to, uh, uh, start. My mama did do this. She starts looking through stuff, and she's like, "Well, mama. she done found her mama's little box of Satan," and uh, she starts looking through the photo. Found Look her mama's at this Satan photograph. Kit. Um, and she sees like all the photos of, of like these weird fucking rituals that her mom is like doing with, you know, all her friends. And then one of her friends is bum, 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 is Joan. Yeah. There's one picture of Joan and you turn the page and then the rest of the book is just her and Joan. Yeah. Joni and me worship and tame. Yeah. Turn the page. <laughs> There I go. <laughs> um, and then uh, she goes up. She opens the attic. Um, and uh, <laughs> this is another country song. <laughs> Got a dead Satan mama in the attic, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how that. There's so many flies up there. I don't know how they weren't smelling this body. Well, um, so preoccupied um, the smell. Annie had smashed all the shit in her uh, workshop, so it smelled like paint fumes and stuff. Peter's nose is fucked up. That's true. Yeah. Um, Steve just checked out. (laughs) Steve just. So there are like there are reasons that they might not might not have smelled stuff. I guess, but hadn't the grandmother been dead for like months at this point in time? I'm still not 
really sure how much time has passed. It yeah. could be months or weeks. Well, and there's not there's not a lot of blood up there. Maybe her blood was drained. Well, they, I well, think they she burned, was embalmed. Well, they they drew the symbol they, in blood. She was in she was embalmed, but she was also burned. True. So true. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um and then we get the uh excuse me, but then we get the Peter classroom scene, uh which is super, yeah, super intense. His fucking arm like shoots up all crooked. Well, oh, we saw the like payment in imagery and um the stuff that Annie was flipping through when she yes. put the pieces together about Joan. I also skipped yeah, over the like scene. Cult book. Also skipped over the scene where, um, right before that, where uh, Peter's just like just trying to eat a peanut butter and jelly <laughs> at his table, and Joan's just like, you know, shouting like expulsion spells at him from across the street. <laughs> He's the only one that can hear. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Gone get <laughs> get out of here, Satan. Get um Yeah, so then so then Peter, you know, whatever is happening to him, uh his face is all like contorted and like his eyes are weird and like um you know, everybody in the classroom can see him and then he smashes his fucking face into the into the desktop. Um, I remember hurt. the first time I saw this, it like that turned my stomach. Just yeah, like it's hard to watch. Face. again, it feels so real. Yeah, he just smacks his face into the fucking desk and just screams. Yeah, and then he kind of it kind of snaps him out of it a little bit, and he starts screaming. Um, even the fucking extra, the high school kids come off as super, just like like real people because they're all like. Oh shit, man! Are you okay? What's going yeah, on? And, it's, and they cut to him, and his face is all fucked up. And yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty haunting scene. Um, Steve brings Peter home, and then Annie just shows Steve everything. She's like, "Look, this is that Joan lady. This is my mom. These are all these symbols. <laughs> this is my friend Joan. He's like, what, what, what friend? friend? Yeah, what you... friend? Joan? Who? Yeah. Mama's in the attic. This is Joan. <laughs> Mama's in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> Misbehaving. Just two headless Satan mamas running around, misbehaving, floating around. <laughs> That's true. They do get to floating. Um, <laughs> Run around the house with a pickle <laughs> with a payment in my mouth. Um, all right, she shows Steve everything. She sends him up into the attic, and he's like, what the fuck? And and she's trying to, like, be straight up with him, and he's just like, you did this. You stole your mom's body. I was trying to keep that from you, but you're fucking crazy. 
um, you know, he's just like, he's like, you're completely off the deep end, like, you need help, and then she tells him the whole thing about how they have to burn this notebook, and it's gonna kill her too, but she, she has to die because she's the one that let Satan in the house, and, um, I just realized for the first time that that's what was going on here, that she was prepared to die, like, yeah, she was saying her goodbyes to him. I never picked yeah. up on that. She was yeah. like ready to burn to death. She knew it was going to happen. Yeah, she said she couldn't oh, do damn. it. She needed him to do it, and um, you know, she tells him how much she loves him, how much he means to her, and then, um, and then he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not burning this book. I'm not doing this with you. Like, I can't enable this. You're fucking out of your mind." Which. Yeah, By the way, I, I'm done from a rational, done. from a rational person's point of view, like he's doing the right thing. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I can't, if I do this, I can't indulge this with you. You're crazy. Um, so then she freaks out. She grabs the book and she throws it into the fire and then fucking Steve bursts into flames, which it's really cool. But I don't know why the book is now tied to Steve and not her. It's tied to all of them. Okay. Gotcha. There's a few, like, there's nothing I don't like about this movie, but we get toward the end of it here, and I'm, like, confused about a couple things. So hopefully we can break them down a little bit. Um... That was one of them. I'm like, I don't know why it switched, except that payment is just like, gotcha. <laughs> He's a sneaky devil. Um, well, maybe it was like a punishment. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know you, you but, were too much of a coward to do this, and now you're going to pay for it. By it could be that. It could be, um, it could be the demon listening in and be like, if you want out so bad, I'm going to let you out. Yeah. So he burns to death. Uh, Peter comes home. Now, here's the next thing. Uh, Annie is now on the ceiling. So what happened to Annie then? Because when she sees him burst into flames, like, she has this look on her face. And, like, I've always... She, like, leaves her body. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've always took it to be, like, she's, like, in total shock. But literally in the next scene, she can fly and stuff. So... I don't know if in that moment she also became possessed by something. Um, yeah, she well, does. Earlier, that that she, laser pointer hits her, and she does the like the shake, and like it, she's gone. She's no longer herself. Okay. Okay. I don't remember that part, but I just remember that. I remember him catching on fire and her looking different, but then. You know, for for the rest of the movie, she's she's some sort of boogan. She's right. She is. Um, she's on the ceiling, right. and uh, and that whole like swimming through the air business is unsettling. I don't know that that comes in just a minute, but first, uh, Peter walks in and uh, he finds his crispy daddy by the mantle, which is another <laughs> country song. <laughs> Hey, crispy daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, he finds him there, um, and she's like f- pulling a fucking Spider-Man on the wall back there. Um, and then she vanishes. 
And then it's crazy how he doesn't notice. I mean, it isn't because he's so filled with fucking yeah, all kinds of emotions. Yeah, going he's got on. his own shit going he's, on. He's checked out, but she's right fucking there. Yeah. And he lays on the bed for a second and she's just sitting there fucking, like you oh. said, all Spider Man and just staring at him. The shot where he's in the bed and she's in the corner of the room is like super fucked up because it's just, it's just dark enough that. You know she's there, but you can't really see like any details of her. And then the scene where he like is looking around, and then she like swims, like crawls through the air behind Silently him. Silently swims away. Ugh, that that bugs yeah. me. That's no. Uh, the, the scariest part of this movie is what's coming up right now. To oh, me. by the way, let the me tell you something. Third act of this, this, <laughs> of last... this flick is. Go ahead, Kim. I, no, I, Sorry. Yeah, no, I think we're all I think we're all getting to the same thing. The the last twenty minutes of this is to me like as intense as like the end of like the fucking the exorcist or you know, like the conjuring. It's like up there with like the best like last fifteen minutes in a horror movie that I've seen. That's what I was about to say. um the entire film, you're it's filled with creepy imagery and you're it's off putting the entire time. But the climax and third act is nothing but haunting imagery and once you've seen this this flick and if it, if it has any impact on you at all this shit will stay with you for a long time yeah like that's the stuff i think about no, just the i simply mean the moment where she takes off running after him oh like, yeah oh, that yeah. sends yeah. shivers up yeah. my spine every time yes um Peter, um, oh yeah, that that's the scene where it, like he's down there and he's looking at, um, you know, his crispy daddy, and um, there's a naked, ooh, the naked Satanist dude just standing in the shadows, smiling. It was the same dude that was smiling at Charlie at the, the grandma's funeral. Yeah, fucking well, super awkwardly and creepy. <laughs> yeah, so creepy. And now added to that, he's naked. Um, and then uh, that's when Annie like just f- like full on sprint chasing Peter through the house. <laughs> and um, he like he runs up into the uh, he runs up into the attic and she's fucking like attached. Oh, man. To, dude, this fuck this. You hear the up. knocking. All you hear is knocking because he's sitting on it and he locks the door and you just hear. Yeah, it's like a banging. And then it pans down. I love the pan downs in this this flick because it goes through the actual material of the house. So you can see under the floorboards and in between the walls. It's like a fucking Simpsons episode. They did that all the time. They do it at the cemetery, too, when they bury the when they put the coffin in the ground. They do it a lot. The ground into the grass. Yeah. Yeah, but they, um, they pan down, and she is again Spider Man on the fucking ceiling, banging her head on that fucking door like a woodpecker. Dude, it's Some fucked. It's fucked up, dude. It it's really haunting. Um, up there, Peter finds a weird little cult shrine, uh, and then. Somehow, Annie is now in the attic with him. 
and well, real quick, once they get back from watching her fucking Woody Woodpecker that door, yeah, um, he's up standing around, walking around, checking out the place, and you see, if you look, you'll see people in that attic with him. Yeah, I see. I didn't see them till the you reveal. See tiny little glimpses of them. Mm, I didn't see them till the so big reveal. Creepy. So I. No, no, they're there. You have to look for them, man. It's it's fucking creepy. Oh man! Ugh. All right, I gotta watch it again. Here's what needs to happen. I watched it during the daytime, and so if it's too bright, you know, you lose some of the detail because the movie is really dark. Like you gotta watch it at night, so there's no like fucking uh, daylight, you know, reflecting off the TV. Um. Yeah. So then. He turns to see, this is the part, this is the part that Elise, like, she can't fucking, she won't, she saw this once, she will not watch it again, because of this whole, like, last 20 minutes, but this, in particular, the scene of Annie, like, cutting her fucking head off with, I don't know what, piano Piano wire? Yeah. Because when when Peter gets home, the piano that they had in the hallway has been knocked over. Hmm. Didn't I never notice, noticed that. Didn't notice. Also, we skipped over it, uh, one of the most famous shots of this film. Um, when Peter gets home, it's daylight. And then when he lays down, it, it's nighttime. And they, they show the, the outside of the house during the day. There's nothing there. And then when they go to night, all those naked people are standing around the yeah. entire fucking house. Yeah, you're right. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I forgot all about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, Annie's just like sawing her head off with that piano wire and it's staring at him. It seems like in that moment she might be Annie again and she might not be in control of what she's doing. Um, or she might just be full. I I don't know, but it's pretty fucked up. Um, and of course, you know, her fucking head. But. Yeah. Big thud. Uh, that's when Peter looks over and he sees those naked people just standing there smiling at him. And then he fucking Jason Voorhees is out, out of the fucking window. <laughs> um, fucking Sally from Texas Chainsaw Man. Yeah, man. dude. He he takes a dive. Um, oh, and yeah. And when he's lying on the ground, is it just a few, you still hear Annie sawing away at her throat and then you hear the thud of her head on the floor. And then, yeah. and then her fucking headless body like floats out to the fucking. Tree well, you're house. still focused on Peter. He's yeah. laying in a flower bed because he's fucking. He just took a three story fucking tumble out the mm-hmm. window. And you see a shadow go over him. And if you've never seen this before, you're like, oh fuck, what now? And then he like opens his eyes and gains focus, and he sees his mom's headless corpse floating into the treehouse. No, thank you. Um, when he gets up, uh, he's doing the tongue click, and uh, yeah, and that's like there's the sense of easiness that's like washed over him now. Yeah, he's he, yes, he doesn't seem nearly as panicked and stressed. Um, walking, he starts walking toward the treehouse, just naked Satanists. Every <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> Um, he climbs up into the treehouse. It's full of people like bowing toward this 
weird payment shrine um, that has Charlie's head on it, her decapitated head, and it's wearing a crown. Um, That's a and, BK crown if I ever saw one. Yeah, it is. Um, That's a Bobo-ass Burger King crown. They, they, they got one that was messed up and then outlined it in construction paper and cut it out. Yep. <laughs> We've all been there. We've been that poor before, or at least I have. <laughs> And they're like, <laughs> you're like, but these are free. Your dad's like, we don't have gas to get to the fucking Burger King. I don't know what you don't understand. You want to walk this. to get a crown? Be my guest. <laughs> but right now, there's paper right there. Um. So, um. Yeah. So, uh, at at the foot of the statue, are uh, Annie. Her headless body is bowing to the statue, and then. Uh, his grandmother, her headless body, is bowing to the statue. And then Joan gets up. Joan's there, of course. And she takes the crown off of the weird little <laughs> statue and puts it on to Peter. And then is referring to her as Charlie. Um, and says, you know, you are Payman, the Demon King. Um you know, we've we've replaced your female body with a stronger, younger, or like a young and healthy male body. Um, you know, it's all super fucked up. Please bind the world uh, to us the way that we are bound to you. Um, share with us your teachings. And, uh, you know, and then they start screaming, hail payment. And then that's it. My version said dicks out for payment. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, what they, that's what they's a chain. It didn't. I, I know. Was <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a lot of peepees in that treehouse. There so. we- <laughs> There's a lot of peepees in that treehouse. <laughs> Specifically, why there's I don't a lot of folks in that fucking yeah, treehouse that thing because was, that's a tiny treehouse. Well, there's was, about thirty naked folk in there, <laughs> impeccably well constructed. <laughs> impeccably? <laughs> no, I wish to add. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Um, pretty. Yeah, uh, so the payment cult finally won. Payment needed a male body this entire time so he can come to Earth and. And, you know, do all his uh, mischief and such. Charlie was the vessel. Now, so uh, I hope, I, have... I hope in the next five minutes, once Payman realizes that he's Payman, that he just, like, murders everybody in that treehouse. Because, fuck them. Payman is the god of mischief, so. Hmm. Well, he's done been hurt. You know, he was all not scared no more to go up in that treehouse. I don't know. But, um... I'm confused. Who was who was the incorrect female form? Was that was that Grandma? No, it was Charlie. It's Charlie. Okay. So they want needs a male. So when she's talking to Peter in the dream sequence, and she was like, "I never wanted to be your mother. I didn't want to have a child, but like her mother was pressuring her to have a child." Um. And but she had that falling out with her mother, so she wouldn't let her anywhere near Peter. So they couldn't perform their ritual on Peter. So when she had another child, it was Charlie. 
So they performed their rituals on Charlie. So Charlie was already Payman. But just within this girl body that Payman was unhappy with. Yeah. And it says something like that in that one of the books. That he had no powers. Yeah. So, you know, they had this whole plan to to transfer Payment out of Charlie and into Peter. Mm-hmm. Pretty, Charlie had to die. Pretty long, fucking so. well yeah, organized. That's why it was all cult. planned out. That's why that telephone pole had the the marks on it. All that the beer was placed in the room. <clears throat> I'm yep. sure. I'm sure a cult member was who brought that cake to that fucking party. I mean, probably just, in the scene where he's running out the door, um, and he puts Charlie in the back seat, and then runs around and gets in the front seat and yeah. drives off. If you look in the back, there's someone in the bushes. Mm. God, do I have to watch this movie again tonight? You have to watch Those it. fuckers are everywhere. You have to they watch are it everywhere in this more fucking times. movie. They are never alone. How would they know that he would hit that light pole though? Like. That is they a, planned it out. That's why they put that deer right there. I know, but how how do they know she would ha- be hanging her head out of the fucking window? So she needed fresh air. They they just knew. They studied these people and their patterns. Yeah, they know exactly what they're going to do. I'm just saying, it's a well organized cult. Oh yeah. And what do they think? I wish I knew what I wish I knew what was going to happen when payment got there. Like what did they think was gonna he was gonna do? Well, uh, he he was supposedly gonna bring him like pretty much fulfill all their life's wishes. Mm, yeah, that's what all the books were saying. But he's also the god of mischief. He yeah, can easily just be like, yeah, I don't want to do that at all. Fuck you and kill everybody. Yeah, I got a, I got a real feeling they uh, they opened a gateway for Gozer here, and I feel like the Earth's just gonna get fucking burned to the ground. <laughs> mm hmm. Great I've movie though. Damn, phenomenal fucking movie. I love it. I mean, it's a bummer. Just every fucking thing about it is just it's, perfect. It's so those shots. Um, it happens when we talked about it earlier. Like when the film opens up on the miniature houses yeah. and how it turns into Peter's bedroom. That happens a couple more times. Yeah, like in the the work office and uh, the living room and all that kind of stuff. It happens more. That just goes with the theme that this cult has been fucking playing with them like fucking dolls in a dollhouse this entire time. And um, just every fucking aspect of this movie is just so well thought out. It's This movie is so well written. It's, um, uh, in my opinion, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think it really is. I mean, it's just one of those movies where like everything is so meticulously planned and then executed in the way that it seemed to have been planned. And like that, that takes, a that takes, um, that takes a level of, you know, just fucking, I don't know what the word is I'm trying to think of, but just artistry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that level of perfection doesn't come by accident. I mean, I'm, I bet they and the, sh- shot and the, reshot. The fucking stuff crazy over and over. thing about this is this this is Ari Aster's first movie. That yeah. Now he'd done a couple of short films I read, but I've never I mean, seen them. This is them. his first feature film. Yeah, but apparently his short films were really controversial, and they got like A24's attention. 
And so then he pitched this movie. But I was reading on Wikipedia that he pitched it as a family drama because he didn't want to tell people that it was a horror movie at first. Um, That's another thing. You could take every supernatural aspect out of this film and it still works as a dysfunctional family movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, like, this family is just down on their luck and have been their entire lives, and all these tragic events just happen. Take out all the supernatural shit, and it's just this fucking heartbreaking drama of this mom and dad and brother and sister just losing their grip on reality because everything sucks. Yeah, that's how that's how he wrote it. He said he didn't want to like he didn't want to like tip his hat that it was a horror movie until he was finished writing it. Because again. People are just like, ew, one of those scary movies? I don't understand why. I mean, there's been enough of them that have <laughs> like been timeless classics at this point, but whatever. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah. I love I Midsummer. It's it's equally as good um to some people. I I Hereditary is leaps and bounds better to uh, than Midsummer to me, but I, I still love Midsummer. It's just hard to follow Hereditary. It's so it's perfect to me. Yeah, I I think I think we're I think where it's on equal footing is is just the the level of artistry. Um, yeah, I just think that I just think that Hereditary is just has a better like story. Like I'm just more interested in in the payment story than the other one, but. That level of, I mean, we talked about Midsummer too, but like the level of just like there's stuff hidden all throughout that movie too, and it's just, yeah. And I can't wait to see it. Like I just, I'm very interested to see like what he does next. Like, now what? We'll see if he has anything in the. I remember when we saw Midsummer, we talked about it, and I remember he said he had like two ideas that he was working on, and I and I feel like we we mentioned what they might be, but. And he hadn't decided which way he was leaning, but uh, I've been wanting to revisit Midsummer. I only watched it that once in the theaters. Oh man, it's another one that, upon repeat viewings, it's like there's just little stuff like all throughout it. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, that guy's a you know, he might be a genius. <laughs> <coughs> he has a movie coming out. There's no year on it yet, but it's called Disappointment Boulevard. Hmm. So interesting. Well, I'm down. I mean, if, I mean, I'm going to see, I'm pretty much in the bag for this guy, whatever he wants to do. Um, oh, he's, definitely. He's got my attention. I love, I love hereditary so yeah. much. It's hands down, in my opinion, in the top five horror movies made in the, la- in the modern era. Yeah. Um, one of the best movies ever made in my opinion definitely one of my favorites yeah it's i mean it's it's I, i'm so never good. i'm always in the mood to watch this movie yeah and even and, though it's so depressing it's so heartbreaking but it's like it's genuinely scary yeah it's it scary. scary i've it's, seen it a bunch it's horrific and the things that bug me still bug me i'm like oh my god this is the part like yeah shit i knew that was coming i was just when it came i was just like fuck and there it also, is. like we talked about, oh, I've seen it so it much, and you're still telling me about stuff that I still haven't seen in the film. Like, 
Dude, I'm a fucking sucker for those little details. I love that Where's Waldo shit. I'll be playing that thing to the whole movie. I this love is, spotting shit like that. This is why I'm bummed out that I, that I watched this after the fact. I really wish I'd seen this in a movie theater because, like, man. Dude, I kick myself every, all the time when we talk about Hereditary that I passed it up to watch something else. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see this in a the theater. Yeah, if it, if it, if they ever do like, I mean, it's only been out for three years. Maybe they'll do. That's another thing. I'm like, man, maybe they'll do like a retro screening of a movie that came out two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> two year old movie. But they'll hey, get around to it. this one. Yeah, they'll get around to it. Like maybe like a five year anniversary. Anybody ever shows it, man? I want to go because I want to see these things. Because I bet on that bigger screen, you'll see even more shit that you're just not that you're just missing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And hear more shit. Definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely the next time I watch it, I'm gonna do it with my with my MacBook with my earbuds in. That way, I, can I wish just have I my could. face this close to it and have everything else just blocked out and get super spooky. <laughs> oh God! I thought his computer was falling over. <laughs> nope, that's how I'm gonna watch Hereditary next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, final thoughts on Hereditary. It's perfect. <laughs> Good man. Damn, you're perfect. Hang on, hang on. Evans, everybody, just turn into robots for a second, but it's totally normal again. Um, yeah, Hereditary. It rocks. Please see this movie if you haven't. Yeah, it's worth it. Is it's worth the drive? <laughs> If you've heard the fuss and you're like, it can't be that good, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> it's pretty much that good. Yeah, the three of us say it is that good. Yeah. And please watch it. It's available everywhere to for renting, streaming. Like I said, it's in the fucking dump bin at fucking Walmart, and that's a crime. Yeah, it's crazy. Hell, I, Amazon's bucks, got a well worth my buck. Ultra HD. There you go. Man. Yeah, I would actually like I might actually buy a second copy. I want. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the physical copy of it because I have to have this. Yeah. I, I mean, I own it, and I pull it up on my streaming shit anytime. But I want the physical. Yeah. I'm with you, junk. brother. All right. Well, uh, oh, good. cult movies roll on next week. Kindle one. Uh, next week is Kindle's pick. Everybody, Kindle wants to tell the fine folks what you have picked for your cult film this month. Um, much to Doug's chagrin, I have chosen Mandy for us to watch. <laughs> um, Mandy is a movie that people talk about a lot, and I love it. I mean, there's I hear nothing but good things about it, but I just haven't seen it. But now's the perfect excuse to see it, so I'm I'm ready and raring to go. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> He's so sad. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'm a team player. I'll watch it. And we'll fast forward it. No, I won't. I will I turn it off if I get mad enough. I'm just warning you. Let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to be 35 years old, and if a movie sucks dicks and balls, like, I am not watching that shit. Like, I'm like, let me see what happens. Also, I had seen it. I didn't skip whatever that other one was we watched. 
because I had never seen it before. I felt comfortable with the human centipede because I'm like, I got it. I know what happens. I've seen this movie before. I'm not going to subject myself to that. Put it on a shelf with fucking Halloween 5. Some movies I don't want to see anymore. <sighs> this show's fun because it gets you out of your fucking... <laughs> out of your comfort zone yeah i'm about to experience that next week (laughs) uh well folks tune in um next week we'll be talking about mandy if you don't know doug has got a a deep unabashed hatred for nicholas cage and all and all things they all asked to ground (laughs) you can't fucking measure how deep that hate is so I hear Mandy had developed the fucking shit to measure that. <laughs> I hear Mandy is really good. Let me tell you something. It's gonna have to be fucking nuclear good <laughs> to to get over the handicap it's got for Doug. But uh, <laughs> I'm prepared for the ire. I'm prepared. <laughs> well, certainly the movie gets a lot of good reviews because he tones his performance back in a much more believable way. I'm I'm certain that's why. There are no. <laughs> Does he? No. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, next week, Mandy, we're doing it. Um. All right. A little bit of horn shoot, not much, but a cute one. Uh, the Ghostbuster mini puff toys. Um. I guess this is a tie-in. I guess those are going to be part of the new movie. Have you not seen the new clip from the movie? Yeah, released? I didn't know if that was like just a commercial or if that was actually from the film. No, it's it's legit. It's gotcha. from it's a scene out of the movie. Those mini puffs were leaked a long time ago because Got some it. of the marketing stuff has them on it, and some of that shit leaked out. Mm. So Sony and Jason Reitman were all like, "Well, people know they exist, so here's a clip." Interesting. And I'm gonna buy every one of those. Of course. Things. Now let's put ourselves in the world of Ghostbusters. How is the fucking how is Stay Puff still in business after what happened in New York in 1984? Uh, well, um, there's a lot of clues and hints in that first teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to a um, thing called Shandor Mining Company and Evo Shandor was the Gozer worshiper that opened up the gate the first time around. Mm. So I'm thinking there's some sort of express portal to Boogan World underneath this uh, mining company. I'm really... I'm because really... in the first teaser, you see a terror dog's foot that slams down in front of Paul Rudd. That's so right. We may be going uh, maybe round two for Gozer here. I gotta tell you, I'm pretty hyped about this movie. Um, You're pretty hyped. Yeah, I I know you must be. Um, But like, you know, it's tough to it's tough to come back and make a sequel to a movie that's like 30 or 40 years old, and everybody's doing it now. So it's like, which ones are gonna pop? 36 years old. Yes, Um, but this uh, this one, I don't know, man. I don't know. Seems like it's gonna be good. I'm pretty hyped about it. Well, uh, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman, and Bill Murray have said multiple times that it plays a lot like the first one, and there's a lot of heart in it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it regardless. Yeah, I mean, I am too. But I'm, I'm. Do is there like a new release date for it yet? Uh, November. Okay. I forgot the day. No, that's it's in November right. now. 
That's good. November and will be good. They've had plenty of time to go back and you tighten know, them screws. It too, yeah. So. It was supposed to be out last summer. I remember. It's crazy. Things are starting to come back, folks. Uh, anyway, Ghostbusters Mini Puff Toys. Ghostbusters. It's going to be There's fun. all kinds of Ghostbusters toys coming out. Oh, Some yeah. have already come out. I got them all. There's more coming out. There's new Ghostbusters cereal that's hitting the shelves right now. Oh, I saw a picture of it. None around here, but I'm going to get it. I saw a picture of it online, and I thought of you. And then I was like, I oh, bet yeah. he's got I'll five all boxes. That shit. But not yet. Not yet, but you I will. will. Yeah. All right. Well, Ghostbusters, that's my whole thing. Let's kick it on over to Rants Recommends. That's my whole thing, too. All right. You guys been watching anything this week? Checking anything out? Man, let me tell you, I got nothing. <laughs> Next. I only have one thing this week. Yes. Um, I watched a Hulu documentary mm. called Hysterical about uh, women in comedy. Okay. And stand-up comedy. Yeah. And I, I really liked it. Nice. I would recommend it. That's why I'm recommending Nice. You know, <laughs> uh, much to, you know, I, I have heard otherwise, but uh, women are funny. They are. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, being a woman doesn't really, you know, impede you from being able to write uh, good jokes. But so often people. Turns out it never fucking did. And people are stupid. Dude, people like, and this is not like, this is just people in my life. They're just like, man, women comedians just aren't funny. And I'm always just like, oh, I'm shopping. I'm like, I've, there's several that are really funny. And then they'll always just be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. But that's always their way of being like, I don't have anything to back this up with. I've just decided that it's a woman and she's lesser. And that's really all. Yeah. Anytime, anytime a man, a white man, especially, gives you this noise, uh, yeah, I don't know. like that just means he doesn't want to explain whatever dumb fucking shit he just threw out there in the world. He can't explain. He can't. There's no he answer. Can't. Yeah, can't. he just said it. <laughs> Because he heard it. And he my repeated. daddy told me. Yeah. <laughs> I found my crispy daddy by the mantle. And <laughs> he said, <laughs> yeah. well, I found my crispy daddy. <laughs> and he said, come here, son. <laughs> Women ain't funny. Hey, mom, get in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, hysterical on Hulu. It's good. I'm sure it is. Cool, cool. Is that cool. all? That's it. All right. Well, I got one and only one. I watched Creep Show, both episodes. Fuck. <gasps> That's my I other. I haven't gotten to the That's new my... one yet. Um, I'm trying to remember the new one. It's good. But the I've, first I've one, the one too. I'm sure it is. The first one made such an impact on me that it was hard to forget. Uh, well, we've all seen Ooh, the first one. So, um, we can talk about the first one a little bit. Uh, the uh the first segment was really good um i liked that fucking homeboy from the blob was in there um yeah but yeah that was actually it was like super sad and 
Yeah, it was. That was a bummer, but then turned out to be fun. And it also was like really reminiscent of like the wraparound story in the original Creep Show. Like, yeah, it had some it had some tones. Um, so I liked I liked that. And then obviously the fucking public television of the dead, um, was just, I mean, amazing. So much fun. Uh, the, uh, like, first of all, like, Ted Raimi's there as Ted Raimi. Amazing. <laughs> He's playing Ted Raimi. <laughs> and he has the Necronomicon. <laughs> and also, like, I was... Uh, Antiques Roadshow. Yes, which is hosted by fucking Neil Gaiman. Uh, yeah. Who, he looked insane, so I didn't even realize that was him, but his voice is unmistakable. So as soon as he started talking, I was like, holy shit, that was like, that's Neil Gaiman. Um, he's acting like a what's that New Zealand comedian dude who's real dry but funny as shit. Oh gosh, I don't know. He's in um, God damn it, is his name Darby or Reese like Reese that? Darby? Yes. Yeah, he he was playing like him. That's that's who he looked like. But I was just like, I mean, dude, I'm you know I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan, and like, I I didn't know that was him at all to look at him. I just didn't even realize until I heard him talk, and I was like, holy shit. Um, that was so funny and fun. Loved it. You'll like the next episode too. It's fun. Oh, I'm sure. There's like a, like the first one is really, I mean, they're both really good. Both segments. The first one's really cool, but like the second one's just like, I don't know. The second one just made me feel like, I don't know. It was just like one of those dumb, like. It's just like one of those dumb segments on a show like that where it's just like, you know, the ending is like, does it really make sense? But you don't even give a shit because it was like cool when it happened. It's just fun. Creep show. On Shutter. Check it out. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Joe Bob starts in like two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New season of Joe Bob. I can't wait to see what he's watching. Go ahead, Kendall. I'm sorry. Um, I, I didn't want to wait until... Uh, For your life to be over? over. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the uh, out-of-context show notes. Because they're gold. Hit them up. All right, you ready? Yeah, uh, folks, we got, Kendall's we got, taking notes. If you haven't been listening, Kendall's been taking notes of some of the wacky and wild things that we say. And she reads them back here. there. In her new segment out of context show notes oh oh tsn here we go uh we got dose two fever classic (laughs) mama wet nurse (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) we've also got damn demon boy get you some perk plus I had to to use the correct inflection because that's what made it funny. (laughs) Uh, We got devil prisms. Mm -hmm. We got Mm -hmm. nut dust. Yes, we do. We got thuds and clicks. We got got middle of the night Satan dabbling. (laughs) This sounds like a Rick and Morty fucking commercial. Yeah. Uh, oh, interdimensional cable. Uh, we got a dead Satan mama in the attic. Yes, we do. 
And the last was certainly not least. We got a crispy daddy by the mouth. <laughs> it sounded like code sentences, like someone would shout out if they're in like big trouble. <laughs> crispy daddy hey, by Caleb, the mantle. We got a crispy daddy by the mantle. Tippy toe. <laughs> oh shit! Tippy toe. I mean, you need to get the fuck out of here. Oh God! Have you been watching the QAnon? Um, no. Never mind. I've heard okay. it's. I've I heard might it's, Talk about that. Uh, my next my week wife's been everything. watching that. I can't watch. That's that's too much stupid for me to get wrap my hands. I'm, go, I'm going to watch it, but man, I've started. I I'm not far enough into it to tell you if I can recommend it just yet. But it's dense and mm. it's also dense, and I don't really. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was just, you were talking about interdimensional. You were talking about interdimensional cable, and my favorite part of that whole thing. Every time I watch it, I have a different favorite part. But like right now, it's the two brothers trailer. It fucking makes me laugh so hard. He's like <laughs> two and, brothers, and there's also the old women, and they're also there. But let's get back to the two brothers because they've got a strong bond, and you don't want to know about it here. <laughs> What is the first title they give it? It's called Two Brothers well, Fighting Aliens with Old People. Or just, it just drags it's like on. And they change words it to longer. something that's one word. They change it to, he's like, it's two brothers. It's it's just called Two Brothers. Two Brothers. <laughs> They've got a strong my very favorite. <laughs> my very favorite interdimensional cable commercial is, or the, my favorite moment is a tiny little moment in the real fake doors commercial. I know I've talked about this before. I know I have. But yeah. when when he like goes to reach for the door and he says, won't open, won't, won't open. open. <laughs> just the change in his tone. He's is so still funny. in the commercial. <laughs> and they're glued to it. I was like, I got to see where this goes. Uh, Rick and Morty, watch. everybody, check it oh. out. Season five starts soon. I gotta watch season four. I haven't watched it yet. It's good stuff. Oh god, I love it. Zorb Zorb Field. Fuck you, John. Where's my enchiladas? <laughs> After you got better from cancer, you went back to the carpet store. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So much fun. All right. Well, Doug, tell the fine folks. Has anyone folks, seen that new show by them? Sorry. No, you're good. Solar Opposites? I've not seen it. I haven't watched it yet either. I'm I've s- heard no one talk about it. Yeah, so I know. I'm, That's what makes me skeptical about it. Yeah, no. I know. But there's two it. seasons of it. There's it's two a Hulu seasons original. of it? It's, yeah. Oh. It's a Hulu original. It's the same people who do Rick, Rick and Morty. They do this. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'll roll the dice on it. Why not? Can be the American dad to Rick and Morty. Yeah. Well, hell, if you want to get a hold of us, it's carpenterrancepod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Carpenter Rants Podcast. Like us, follow us, all that good shit. Tell your mama, tell your grandma, tell a friend. Tell your Satan mama. We appreciate it. Or your mama wet nurse. Tell your, tell your crispy daddy. <laughs> yeah, your crispy daddy. Or your demon boy. And, uh, you know, listen and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and all that other shit. Thank you. We're out there. Appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Um, 
yeah, man, we hope you guys loved Hereditary. If you've never seen it before, I hope you check it out. And uh, please do do yourself a favor. Yeah, it's uh, God. It's so good. And uh, tune in next week. We're talking about Mandy, and then you'll find out also next week what uh, our season finale uh, for Cult of Rantonality is going to be. So, and what we're doing for May. Oh man, May's going to be wild. Maybe. Maybe. It's going to be May. All right. We're just covering. <laughs> just covering Justin Timberlake videos. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> she throws all of her notes out <laughs> um, alright folks hey thanks for listening to TCR we've been the nobodies I'm Caleb I'm Caleb I'm Kendall keep on ranting thank you for listening to the Carpenter Rants subscribe on iTunes Google Play Google Podcasts Stitcher or Podbean and Spotify